0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode number 47 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series. Today I had a West Coast producer. His name is OK Coop. Uh, He's worked with Who Killed Kenny, Casey Veggies, and I actually found out he worked with Sci High the Prince on his No Dope on Sundays album, which I thought was pretty cool because that's actually one of my favorite uh, albums, and I didn't even know he was a part of it. So we had a little conversation about that today. Uh, We talked about his... Work with Kenny and what he's been doing recently as far as like artist development and them kind of working with one another to build a sound up and everything. And later on in the episode, he revealed that he is working on his own music that should be coming out very soon. Uh, you know, where he's going to be, you know, essentially being an artist as well. I don't know like the details, I don't know if he's going to be rapping or singing or anything. Uh, but he did reveal it's, it's something along the lines of that. So, you know, we, we can look forward to that coming very soon. Um, I've really been following Coop's work mostly for the past like five or six months because um, I've just been seeing his name pop up every now and again and so I reached out to him just a few days ago and we were able to make this happen right away because I had to fill a guest uh, slot this week so I was like why not just knock it out now. Um, but yeah I enjoyed this, this conversation I didn't even know that he was from Texas. And he knows uh, Vaughn, who was a former guest of this podcast and everything. And we had a good conversation kind of off the recording beforehand and everything. And uh, I also brought up to him uh, Timbaland's autobiography, which I'm going to have to send him, you know, uh, here soon, uh, like a picture of the book and everything because he said he's going to read it because he mentioned Timbaland as one of his main uh, influences. As a producer, uh, as well as Kanye and Pharrell, which I refer to in the episode as kind of like the Mount Rushmore of producers, and obviously artists too, because they're you know they're all artists as well. But overall, you know, uh, this conversation was very organic, very uh, well versed, I think, and you know I enjoyed Coop's uh, you know time, and I look forward to seeing what he can do uh, this summer because he's been working a lot. If you you know look on his Instagram and everything. Uh, He's got a lot of work coming out very soon, so I think this episode was pretty damn good timing, and I hope you guys enjoy. So let's get right into it. Alright, welcome everyone to episode number 47 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series. Today we have a producer from out on the West Coast. He's worked with Who Killed Kenny, Casey Veggies, and many, many more. His name is O.K. Coop. How are you, man?
1: I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And
0: like I said, I'm glad, you know, I could get you on the show. Uh, I just reached out to you a few days ago, so it's good to kind of have you on here already. You know, usually I've let, you know, people wait a bit. I have like a list going, but I was like, you know, I'm just going to jump you to the front because I had an opening and I was like, no, I got to get him on here now. So uh, glad to have you here. And to start out, we kind of just have the guests give a little bit of, you know, background as to you know how you got into music kind of where your producer name comes from all the basic information for people that might not have heard about you before this episode
1: right, no doubt um well I, I live in los angeles but i am originally from san antonio texas so i, I definitely represent texas um you know I, i've always been a musician i was like a drummer like i grew up I was in a band all the way through college um I was making beats in high school, I was messing around, and and then, uh, like, my computer, it was like a family computer back in those days, and, like, they got a virus on it, so I stopped making beats for a while, and then when I was in college, I ended up making beats again, started getting back into it, mm. um, my buddy showed me how to use Ableton, this is, like, eight years ago, um, and then, just while I was in school, I was always making beats and stuff, and then, Finally, when I graduated, I, I just decided I actually take it serious. So, um, I graduated. I went to Sam Mar- to Texas State, which is a it's, it's a school, it's a university in San Marcos, which is like like uh thirty minutes south of Austin. So it's like the city right between Austin and San Antonio. So, um, that's why I met a lot of friends. I had a lot of friends in Austin as well, and. Austin and Antonio it was like my, Santana's my first home, Austin's basically my second home. And that's how I came across like, who killed Kenny. He he was going by Kenny G back then. Um, We met, yeah, like so a while ago. But um, after I graduated college, I moved to Houston and was just like working odd jobs and I was doing beat battles. I was doing beat battles all across the country. I did that for like a year. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with iStandard producers. They they throw like beat battles and competitions.
0: I've I've heard of them. Yeah, content. I've definitely heard of them for sure.
1: Right. So yeah, I was doing that for like a good like I saw a solid year year and a half, and then I, I partnered up with my friend Charity, another producer. And we collaborated and we ended up winning like the national iStandard beat battle competition. So after that, I was like, dang, I, like there's literally nothing else I can do with the beat battle stuff. I literally won like I just won as much as I could and from there, you know, I met a lot of cool people and stuff, and, uh, from there, after just being in Houston for a while, I was, I was, kind of feeling kind of stagnant, and I moved, so, me and my friend Charity, we moved to Atlanta just to get out of Texas, um, and that's when some cool things started to happen, you start meeting people, just started, you, you grow a little bit once you leave your current environment. Mm-hmm. That's how I got, like, the sci High placement, which was cool, was, like, my first major label placement, and, um, Uh, yeah. From there, uh, I was in Atlanta for about ten months, and then Kenny told me that he was Kenny's originally from Austin. He told me he was like, he's like, I I gotta get out of Texas. He was trying to move to Los Angeles, and I've always wanted to move to LA. Uh, I just didn't want. I just wanted to be like the right opportunity, the right chance, and my vision was always to break an artist. You know, that's like always been like one what I want to do in, in the music in- industry. I always want to like, you know, make a cool, like hit record or whatever. But I always wanted to be like a part of something. I always wanted to be a part of like just, you know, a part of bringing something new to the industry and bringing something new to music. And I just kind of attached myself to Kenny because uh, I really believed in him, his talent, his hustle. I was like, yeah, man, I'm down. Let's move. Let's, let's go to L.A. So I packed my stuff up from Atlanta. And moved to Los Angeles. So I moved here as me, him, our engineer, and then um, our videographer just moved in like last year. Um, so basically, we moved out here and just started hustling, trying to build our own thing. You know, like mm-hmm. I was, I didn't really, I didn't really want to go after placements as much as I wanted to build my own thing. Um, and just in the past, really, couple last couple months or the past like month or two, things are really starting to pick up for us you know so it's it's finally starting to make sense um so yeah
0: Mm. well that's super great to hear because i think like and that's something you mentioned before we started recording you mentioned vaughn now vaughn told me the same thing you just told me which is like he was trying to do the placement thing for so long and it just kind of drained him down and he was like i had to re kind of evaluate my situation he's like now i'm trying to build my own thing you know what i mean i'm trying to do this how I want to do it and not just like what they're telling me to do as a producer which is like you have to just do chase placements constantly and that's all you can do it's like you right. shouldn't you shouldn't limit yourself to just that like i think that's always going to be a part of it where you know you want to work with as many artists as possible and hopefully big artists and things like that but there's nothing wrong with like being able to have your own artists and develop a sound and build from the ground up cuz that's how it really gets going and how you have long-term success so I think like what you and Kenny are doing is such an important thing, and that's how you guys are gonna see like prosperity in the long run, honestly. So that's super awesome. You so you mentioned uh, you mentioned you worked with Psy High. What what a uh, song was that? Cause I'm a huge Psy High fan.
1: Okay, it was on his album. It was a song called "Don't Know Why." It was the one oh, okay. featuring uh, with uh,
0: God the R&B group, right? Right.
1: What's yeah, their name? Actually, man, I'm having a, I'm running out of blank. Uh, featuring um and yeah, let me look jagged it up. Edge. I, jagged I, I remember, edge that's funny i'm having a super blank moment i've been lots been going on lately it jagged was jagged edge, edge yeah yeah, feature, yeah yep. very interesting yeah um yeah i got that through uh a good friend of mine mark bird mark bird is really dope dude he's from chicago originally
0: i interviewed Short him dog. i interviewed him on this podcast actually Oh, for real? Yeah, for real. Like, yeah. And, and it's funny, because you said about Charity, and I think uh, Charity and Mark are, like, working closely together. Like, I think, like, yeah. they're kind of in a situation together now. Like, I don't know if he's, like, signed to him or something, but I remember him mentioning that a bunch in our mm-hmm. interview. So that's really cool how it all kind of connects then.
1: Nah, for real, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so really, it's a small community. Once you really start, like, working – um. Once you really start working in the music stuff, the community gets smaller. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's all about it's all about collaboration and things and having good, just working with good people. Like so, Mark's a good person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's a good person. No, help. he helped us out. That was me and Sherry's like first like just major label placement, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really started changing my direction. I, I the, the chasing the placement thing that does get exhausting, especially when you don't have like a name brand as a producer yet or anything like that it just yeah it just feels like a constant chase and um yeah i just i just from the people that i the examples that have been set for us mm-hmm. i just know that uh making building your own building up your own artists like and bringing the industry to you is like the way that like placements start chasing you mm-hmm. and <laughs> then you chasing them the opportunities start coming towards you so i always wanted to be you know i want to be the guy that they call and not be the one calling other people for the opportunity, so, and that's, it's, it's starting to happen, you know, like, me and Kenny, our stuff, we finally got our first, like, big, like, Spotify playlist on our records, and, you know, we're expecting, we're, 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 we were prepared for this opportunity, so we have a lot of music coming out, so I think this next, like, year is gonna be really big Mm -hmm. for us.
0: That's super awesome, man, well, well, congrats on all that, and we'll probably get into that more here later in the episode, but... I am curious to know what DAW are you using and kind of like how does your creation process begin? Because from what I've heard from you, I, it seems like you're very melodic in your approach, like a lot of melody-based songs and things like that. Are you starting with drums most of the time or like does it really not matter? Does it kind of all depend on the situation or how's that going for you?
1: Right. Um, I guess it just depends on the mood and the vibe and like, where I'm at like in that current you know I go through waves so um definitely in the last like even probably in the last almost like I like years so it's been a lot of like melodic based stuff I just been I've been coming across a lot of dope friends and people that make really cool samples and just trying to make have catchy melodies and stuff uh for a while you know, I used to, I wouldn't, first of all, to answer your question, the first question, I use Ableton. I've been on Ableton for a long time. I'm Like like I was saying earlier, for like eight years, I've been on Ableton. Um, uh, and it's just, it's just, I'm just really quick, fast in it. I do want to learn FL, though. I want to have it. I've tried it, but um, so many people around me are using it, which makes me want to learn it more, just to be able to collaborate with them. Like on a deeper level, but I still haven't really picked it up yet.
0: Mm.
1: But I'm on Ableton. Uh, yeah, lately my process just uh, since I've been so tapped in with Kenny, and we've been we're doing a lot of like just like more just you know rap club, you know just that type of vibe. I don't use too many instruments recently. So like if some I've been using just to make just to to turn out when I'm trying to turn out a bunch of records quickly i just go to, I'll bring up samples that my friends send me. Um, yeah, really just try to start with catchy melodies. So we're, we're trying to, we're in the business right now, at least me and Kenny particularly, of making just catchy music. You know what I mean? So we're trying to, I'm trying to like find something catchy uh, and it's like an easy bounce. You know, I'm, I'm not, I've been going to, uh, I try to make it like, like creative while staying in a pocket that is catchy or familiar to people. And, and, that's, and that's like currently. Um, I feel like I am a, a jack of all trades. So I do like to make all kinds of music. Uh, but right now, this has been like the last year or so, I've been on a very rap, you know, melodic rap or just simple trap type wave. So that's how the, my process has been like pull up a melody or make a melody really quick, the symbol, mm-hmm. and um, just build from there, really.
0: Now I know I've seen like a lot of videos of you on Instagram, kind of in the studio and out of the studio. Are you are you right now at least more like working from the studio? Or are you working at your house or it doesn't really matter?
1: Uh, we have a studio at our house, and this where we mainly have been working at. Um, uh, we have our our engineer. He uh, when he moved out here, he moved like his whole like home studio into our house. We we lucked out somehow. And we found a house in Los Angeles that has a basement uh like i'll I'll actually since you can see i'll I'll show you here but um yeah so we have a big basement uh and we turned it into a studio and it's pretty cool it's a nice little space uh so we're here mainly because like it's kind of like become our little hub so if i haven't been moving around a lot like lately like going out to events or anything like i just start inviting people to the studio and i'll show you it right here you know what i'm saying it's it's a nice little space. Yeah, it's decked at out. At our
0: house. That's nice.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, I don't think... Not many people in Los Angeles do I know have this space in their house, so we do work a lot from our own home space. Um, but, yeah, we also do... For Kenny, we've been doing writing camps. So we, we were able to have a writing camp at our house. That's how nice of the space it was. So we did... It's like four days. Bring a bunch of producers here. We had, like, three different setups... Uh, we're about to do probably another, like, camp like that soon. But, um yeah, so I'm working a lot from the house, really. Mm.
0: That's super convenient, too, to have that, because I know a lot of people, like, they if they do work from home, they kind of just have, like, the little mic and, like, the interface. You know what I mean? They don't have the full, like, room and everything going on. So for you, that's like that's got to be, like, such a convenience to wake up and be like, I'm going to go down there and just whip up all day. You know what I mean? Like, or just start getting ideas going and have, like, people come through and do that. So... Oh uh, that's super super awesome. And I wish, you know, people could see that, but it was a, take my word for it is a pretty nice studio, guys. Um he's he's got it going on down there. So I, I am you. I am curious to know who for you were your biggest musical influences coming up. Like it could be producers or artists or both, but who were the people when you were growing up that you were like, you know, I want to do music because of what they're doing or like I enjoy them so much that I kind of want to pursue that path as well.
1: Right. Um, honestly, I, I remember, I was like in, I think I was like middle school, middle school age, yeah. Uh, it's around when, when Timbaland was like, and Timbaland and Pharrell were first having like their big runs, man. Like Timbaland was the first person, first producer that made me like want to make beats. He was really just like, he was like, the, at least in hip hop, he was like the first producer that I noticed as a kid that also, I'd hear the beats and the music and I'd be like who's making this beat because it was just so wild and weird but like it was so cool like infectious um so I feel like starting off it was like Timbaland then it ended up going into like Pharrell and Kanye like those guys man um uh really yeah I feel like those three Timbaland, Pharrell, Kanye were like some of my biggest inspirations. they literally made me want to be a producer and make music Kanye too I had like a, I'm still like a, the, the biggest Kanye fan very inspirational so really those guys and then when it comes to like my favorite producers it's just like the list just goes on and on there's so many but those guys really sparked my interest when I was younger you know what I mean yeah. so I, I, yeah.
0: that's like the Mal Rushmore right there just those three alone um
1: have you ever read uh
0: have you ever read Timbaland's autobiography by chance
1: You know what? I have it, but I've heard great things. I need to check it out.
0: Funny story. So when I was a senior in high school, I got put in in school because I skipped class for like a week straight and I got in school suspension. So the second day of in school suspension, the teacher told me I had to find something to do. And I was like, I don't have work. So I went to the bookstore and I bought his autobiography and I just read Uh for that whole day of in school suspension. One of the greatest books I think I've read and like that was that was like where i was like man i really want to like do what he's doing because his story was just crazy and there's so much shit in it that like i never would have guessed from him from him being like where he is now to like where he was it's just really eye-opening i'm gonna have to like i forget the name of it because i don't want to like steer you wrong but i'm gonna send you like a (laughs) picture of it and like give you the name and everything because like i highly recommend that book especially if you're like a big fan of him like Fucking crazy, man! That was one of the best books. I still have it in my room, but I'll send you that. Cause you know,
1: I remember when it came out. I remember when it came out. I should have actually tapped in, but I, I don't know for some reason. I just I remember. I think Charity. It was back when I was. I think it was back when I was living in Atlanta with Charity. I remember she read it, and she was just telling me how dope it was. Mm-hmm. And I'll definitely, I'll definitely check it out. Actually, yeah.
0: it really put into perspective for me, like how you could just start from such a rough place no matter who you are and just kind of like if you just keep working you'll get where you're going and that's exactly what he did and just to see where he is now just doing so much for like the music community and everything what he continues to do now it's just it's remarkable man so I'll definitely send that to you um so is there is there anyone that you know you haven't collaborated with yet that you'd say is kind of like a dream collaboration like if you could you would really want to work with someone who would that be
1: Are you talking about producer, artist? It could be. It could be, I mean,
0: could be anyone. It doesn't like, matter.
1: Oh man, it's that, I feel like that's a long list. But if I was to keep it short, it'd probably be like Kanye and Pharrell. <laughs> you know, yeah. specifically. I mean, I, I would say like Timberland or Dr. Dre or somebody too. But like, I feel like Kanye and Pharrell just they're they're a little more like just active right now in the mm-hmm. game. So, I definitely uh, Pharrell in particular because I feel like he's been just doing he's still doing so much dope stuff musically. Um, there's so many, like, just more modern producers that I really want to work with. I feel like it's, um, I'm going to make that happen at some point. But, like, the Pharrell's, like, the guys that I grew up with, like, that I've been wanting to work with, and then also, like, take it a step further, like, Kendrick, you know, Cole, Drake. It's, I feel like it's a typical, like, everybody's, like, dream collab. Same with me.
0: <laughs> I mean, you got to aim high, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. So, you never know. Right. Like, it could, it could, you could eventually land that eventually. Speaking of which, I'm waiting for all those guys to drop their damn albums. Like, where Where are they ah, at? Facts. Like, what the hell, man? I, every day I'm waking up hoping for some news and we got nothing. So, you know. It's all
1: good. It'll, it'll, it'll be a good, it'll be a perfect time when the world opens back up more and it'll, it'll make sense. I got a sure. feeling,
0: I got a feeling they're all coming for the summertime because, like, you know, it's been this long with nothing, so I feel like we're going to get... The summer's going to be pretty crazy, I have a feeling, but we'll have to see it's what happens. tight. So out of, you know, all the projects you've been a part of, songs you've been a part of, like, what would you say is your most memorable moment as far as, like, something you've worked on already?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like we're in the middle of some of our most memorable moments right now. It's honestly, just, like me and Kenny's records, getting on, like, just getting playlists on Spotify and, like, getting, just getting, it's going really well. Uh, and then, like, even the guy, uh, Carl Cherry, at least how, I, how his name is pronounced, he's one of the main dudes at Rap Caviar, which is, like, the, the the biggest playlist that we could possibly get on on Spotify, at least rap-wise. He, like, tweeted our song. Like, so right now I feel like it's some of the most exciting times happening right now because we're building this from the ground up so whatever happens with these records it's like it's going to be totally ours completely independent so i feel like we're really right now in the middle of some of our most exciting times and me personally in the middle of some of my most exciting times as a producer man because just seeing something that i'm independently doing you know with, with my homies and it's just doing really well you know so like right now so it's a good time to be uh just talking about this stuff because everything is everything's going really well man Mm -hmm.
0: that's got to be the best feeling too to just know that like you guys created that from nothing you know what i mean like you've just been working hard and now it's paying off you know what i mean
1: not exactly man so and we're like independent so we we don't have all the cheat codes or the answers we have to just kind of figure it out on our own Mm -hmm. it's working
0: absolutely so you mentioned Kenny, and you mentioned Charity, and a few others. Is there anybody else that you know you collaborate with a lot that you really enjoy working with, and you guys have a good chemistry going together?
1: Um, producer wise, we have I have a lot of I have a handful of like frequent collaborators. Um, I'd say recently, I work really heavily with my boy, uh, my boy's nine three nine three is a really dope producer out here in California. Uh, he just recently did stuff for, like, Tory Lanez. Uh, I work a lot with my boy, Navian. Just amazing producer, amazing with making, like, melodies. Just amazing overall producer. He's been doing really well, so, you know, he's done stuff for, like, Drake and, like, um, also, he's the only people that, that were, like, literally working on the album for Kenny with, uh, my boy, Oh Gosh, Oh Gosh. Also another just amazing producer. Um, I'm always tapped in with him. Uh, these are all these are all LA LA homies, but they're they're all amazing. Um, and I, if you haven't seen them, I definitely recommend you like, checking them out. So those are all like those guys are all incredible. I
0: gotta I gotta reconnect with Nabi Yen because I talked to him last summer about being on the show, but I've, i think something came up, so we never made it happen. But I gotta hit him up again because I, I really want to get him on the show for sure. I'm familiar with his work. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, he's amazing. He's, ama- he's an amazing dude, too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I know you talked about, you know, kind of your journey and kind of how important it was to, you know, move out of your surroundings, right, and kind of change the, you know, your scenery a little bit to kind of continue pushing your career in the right direction. So for you, what, what would you say is the most right. important part about networking for you and, like, meeting new people? Like, how... How important has that been to your growth, uh, as far as like just continuing to move your career upwards? And another important question is: you kind of touched on it already. Is it more important to network across with the people around you or try and network up? You kind of answered it already, but just kind of to reaffirm that whole thing.
1: Right. Um. Well, like, of course, I guess networking is super. It's like. It's like it's almost like everything, man. Whether it's in whether it's in person or on the internet or whatever, just we're in a business of people. You know what I'm saying? The music business is is made out of people, so you have to meet people to like learn about it, or you know, or just to grow. Or unless you just want to make music on your own in your bedroom and like drop it on in online, and like it just it just just goes with it just goes hand, hand in hand with making with, like, being in the business is just meeting people and moving around, doing things, learning new stuff, you know. Um, I mean, and in my experience so far, like, really networking with the people around you has been, it's been more beneficial than, like, just trying to aim for people that you don't really know. It helps, but, like, it just depends on your space and, like, what kind of person you are and what you have to offer. You know what I mean? Because most people that are, like, I guess, ahead of you in the game, if you want to call it that. Um, if you're approaching them, you just have to have something to offer them. You know what I mean? So it makes sense for certain people to network up. Like maybe if you have like super crazy samples that they can't get anywhere else, something like that. But also if you're in the right environment, networking around you is the is like the most beneficial. If you're around people that are growing, you know what I mean? So like if you're in Los Angeles and you're moving around, yeah, you should network with people around you. I don't know necessarily if you might do it, say, um, I'm not trying to, like, say anything bad about it, but, like, if you're necessarily in Ohio or whatever, you might hit a plateau, you know what I'm saying? But, um, Mm. depending on your environment, you should be networking around you. Uh, that's what I think. Mm. Um, but also just, just be smart about who you surround yourself with. Because, I'm a lot of my homies, I can, they're just, they're trying to level up, they're trying to be better. Like, I wouldn't, the only, I guess to put it shortly, the only reason I would ever network around me and and keep it on that wave is if the people around me are better than me at certain things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's what I would recommend.
0: For me, I think, like, it honestly feels more organic to network across and with the people around you because you're, like, Uh. I think you kind of mentioned it's like you're starting from the same starting point, right? Like, you're not over here, and then someone's already way ahead of you in this race, per se, and then you're trying to catch up with them, right? So it's like you will build together much better if you're just at the same starting point, and you can learn together and figure things out together. And I don't know. To me, that's just way easier than trying to aim all the way up here when it's like and – and another thing is like I've always thought about how do the people up there – view what you're doing it's not that they don't want to work with you because they've never heard of you it's because think about all the different things that they have now that they didn't have when they were where you are all the responsibilities you know what i mean it's hard to be like work with everyone at that point so exactly it's more about perspective too than anything with that whole thing i think it's a misconception that when people start out they immediately want the top and they immediately want to work with the biggest artist but it's like if you really want to have long-term success I'd say the best thing to do is find people around you or people you know where you want to go and just start building you know what I mean so uh, I just kind of wanted for sure to, I, I enjoyed the way that you like described that especially in the beginning too with like what you and Kenny are doing is like you're seeing success because of that because you've took the time to build this up together you know what I mean so right that's super that's super important um so as far as the business side goes. Is there any advice that you would give to really anyone in music in general? Because a lot of this stuff applies to you, no matter what you're doing in the business. Is there anything that you didn't know that you were kind of, you know, had to learn as you went that you think is important for people to know and understand about, uh, you know, contracts or anything like that?
1: Um, I would just say don't, don't, um, don't rush into any contracts don't rush to any anything that gives away your rights to anything that you do creatively or intellectually you know I've, i haven't really been in any bad any bad contracts myself but i've definitely been around people that have you know i've had friends i've had friends that are artists signed to record labels that owe money you know and they're 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 kind of like shelved no, because you, you see maybe they sign a contract just like that's too early. So I didn't really know what they're getting themselves into. So when when you get to that level, that situation, I would just definitely uh be wary of like what you're doing contractually. And then I also I'm always hearing like just to be wary about like for producers particularly, you know, like publishing publishing deals. Try to like not get them too early. I remember S one you saw his Dad used to always tell the story about how you. How long it uh, it took him? Like a long time to get out of his publishing deal. Uh, You know, depending on it's like timing. It's like depending on when you sign it. But really, Mm -hmm. besides that, I would just tell people to just like try to do your best to learn about the business and do business correctly, and be not be somebody that's difficult to do business with, because that like can make people not want to work with you, which is something I've been seeing. You know, as of late, uh, if somebody's just difficult to work with, but it. Um, some, you might, some people might not go back to you literally like some like some, like some, managers artist managers might not work with certain producers because they're difficult to do business with you know so I, I've seen that happen so I would just like learn the business and try to do it well you know mm-hmm.
0: so I know you talked about you and Kenny have a ton of records coming out very soon again do you have anything else that you can reveal that you've been working on I know you can't probably speak about a lot of stuff but you know, you don't want to jinx it, but is there anything else that we can look forward to maybe this summer or later this year?
1: Um, I'm working on, well, I do have like some sample packs that I've been putting together. So I will be expecting that to come like at some point this year, just some different content, some different things under my OK coop name, like different products and stuff. Uh, I'm working on like my own personal music too. Um, rushing it. I'm, I'm kinda like taking it as it comes 'cause I'm still figuring out the vibe for that. And then besides that, just like certain little projects that I've been collaborating with with some of my friends to try to get on. Uh but but really, uh our focus right now, my main focus for like the next month is on Kenny's stuff. We have his E P coming out later this year and we're already working on the album for next year. Uh and it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. It's going to be really crazy um, Y'all going to see <laughs> It's going to be really crazy
0: <laughs> That's awesome Now I got to ask Are we going to hear you Rapping or singing On your music Can you reveal that?
1: Yeah so I cause I have been like I do write I do help write uh, With Kenny And then some other artists that I Like some other Independent artists I work with So that is going to come At some point I have some records already But I'm just not rushing it Because when I do come out as an artist, it's not going to be like, oh, I drop a song here, and then I'm gone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to like really <laughs> do, I'm going to really, I'm going to really attack it. I'm going to really put out a, like a whole body of work and, and like really make sure that my vibe is felt. So yeah, awesome. expect that it'll become, it'll happen eventually. For well, sure.
0: I'm looking forward to that. Cause I'm interested to see how that's going to, you know, go like, I feel like you can oh, pull gonna, that off. It's going to be right?
1: a vibe. Yeah.
0: That's going to be awesome. Um, so I know you're on Instagram. Uh, are you on any other social media where people can find you at?
1: I I'm, I have a Twitter, but I'm not as active. But it's on there's the same same handle as the Instagram. Um, but I'm mainly I'm mainly on Instagram. That's where I'm on. I just like I like the visual aspect of it, so that's where I'm on usually.
0: Twitter is kind of the dead platform, so it's like it you know i think i think everybody that i've asked social media to they're like yeah twitter i have one but i don't use that so
1: yeah like, it's a yeah, certain uh you know it's uh it's it's useful for a certain for information um but i i feel like it's a certain niche that some of us just aren't tapped into yeah. it's still alive for like certain people in, in our in our culture but nah, i'm just not on the wave. i will go and then like see information on there's every now and then though, but i'm not active you know mm-hmm.
0: yeah totally understandable So I only got a few more questions for you and then we'll wrap up uh, for the day. So if you could go back 10 years ago, maybe give yourself advice or maybe not change anything at all, what do you think you'd do?
1: Hmm. I would... 10 years ago? Okay, so 10 years ago, that'd be like I was in the middle of college. Shoot. Honestly, 10 years ago, I would probably have... I don't regret anything at all but i probably would have told myself to just drop out and just do music you know i was i I went i graduated to college and everything um but i'm not like really using my degree so uh i i knew when i was in college i wanted to make music but i just wasn't i didn't i wasn't completely convinced that i could just like you know i was trying to like have the plan be the backup plan that my parents you know wanted me to have um Honestly, I probably would have just told myself, "Yo, just drop out and go do it confidently." You know what I mean? Because if you just do it confident, like manifest what you want, you can make it happen. I said, "I wasn't, I still, I wasn't ready yet mentally. I I didn't think I could do it." Mm-hmm. You know? But um, that's probably what I would do. I would try to tell myself to drop out and just, and just like go for it. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I don't regret going to college at all, though, because that's where I met a lot of my people that I work with.
0: So 10 years from now then, where do you think you see mm-hmm. yourself in your career or in your life in general?
1: Oh man, hopefully I'll be right there with all the people I looked up to, the Pharrells and the Timberlands, everybody's going to be established. Uh, I feel like I'll have done, got all the you know, hits and the accolades and stuff that I, I wanted to in music and really eventually... Especially after I'm after I do after I already conquer some of this music stuff, I do want to get into like fashion, building my own brand, and I'll probably ten years from now, I will probably be just producing for artists when I feel like it, and probably working on my fashion brand. Honestly, man. Mm.
0: Super mm-hmm. dope, man. So, do you have any final words of wisdom today for the listeners?
1: Uh, yeah, I would say, I mean, some of the wisest. The advice I always listen to, man, is just, like, just, you, you, how, our minds are so powerful, like, we manifest, like, so much things, so, like, if everybody, I'm like, you talk to a lot of producers, so you're talking to a lot of people that are, like, trying to create and manifest these lofty dreams, mm-hmm. they seem lofty, but they're really not, I was just telling anybody that if they're trying to do something um, that seems difficult, just, like, believe, believe it, 100%, believe in it and act on belief not fear because that's what that's what gives me the most success in this whole in, this, in life really just yeah act on your beliefs not your fears mm.
0: well coop that's all i have for you today man uh like i said i really appreciate you getting back with me about being on the show and it was a quick turnaround mm-hmm. and i'm looking forward to all the music you got coming with kenny and your own music and everything else you're working on and hopefully we can do this again sometime man
1: Yo, I appreciate you, Anthony. Appreciate you, man, for real.
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening today. That was episode number 47. We'll be back same time next week. Feel free to hit the support button on your podcast streaming platform to send any funds. Thank you very much.